Hello, my name is Carlos Lopez. I am the Global Programs Director for Magicians Without Borders and I want to welcome you to our 52nd episode of our conversations. This marks a year since we started doing these episodes. And today marks also a shift. We're going to be taking a pause and we don't know for how long. It will be for at least a couple of weeks. We are so grateful for you listening to us or seeing us. It meant a lot for us. And now we're going to go into a reinvention and evolution. And we will be communicating what that would look like in the next couple of weeks. But for this episode, we take a wrap up episode and look back to this wonderful year of guests and great conversations so please sit back and enjoy hello everyone and welcome to this episode of magicians love borders conversations this is episode number 52. This marks, you know, um, a milestone. We've been doing this, uh, <clears throat> these conversations for over, for a year. Today marks our one year doing these uh, conversations. And we're going to precisely look back on what this year has meant for us and uh, what we have in store for the future. But before we dive into that, I'm talking about store. I want to remind everybody that we do have a store that's called uh, the store dot magicians without borders dot com um, magic store. The idea of that store is that you can get um, magic from us delivered to your house virtually. So we can uh, provide a magic show for you or workshops live online. We can do that, and in those, our uh, students from the slums of big cities, especially in Latin America, are going to be present. So they are the ones that are going to be here, there with you, uh, teaching you magic or showing you and performing magic for you. We've done this for different kinds of celebration, like birthdays, and it's a very, very cool gift to to give as well. And also, if you want to learn magic, there you can purchase our a magic course called Become a Magician. This is a self-paced video magic course uh, created by our founders, Tom and Janet. And it's a great way to learn magic with everyday objects. So you can, uh, you know, create your own uh, magic show that way. <clears throat> and having said that, this is the perfect leeway to tell you what we've been doing in Latin America, we created, or better, the kids from the slums of Colombia have created their own magic course. So this is for the people that speak Spanish. So, si tú hablas español, eh, esto es eh, para ti, esto es eh, una forma de aprender magia en casa. Eh, la idea de magia en casa es que es un curso que tú puedes aprender eh, a hacer magia desde la comunidad de tu casa con elementos 
eh, cotidianos que puedes encontrar en cualquier lugar de tu eh, casa o lo puedes comprar en una droguería o una farmacia por muy poco dinero. So, this is the video promo for Magic at Home, the video magic curse that the kids from the slums of Colombia made. It's a great, great uh, video magic curse. Es un curso muy chévere, muy, muy eh, básico, pero con magia muy, muy interesante que puedes aprender y que puedes hacer con elementos que estén cerca de, tu, de, de ti. No tienes que invertir mucho en elementos. So that's uh, what we've been doing in uh, the Project of Colombia. And today, well, we're going to wrap up a year of Magicians Without Borders conversations. And I have to do this with Tom. How are you? I'm very happy uh, to be here with you, Carlos. I just got back from uh, doing a show last night uh, that I do every Tuesday night. And it was the last show of the summer season. It's at a resort in the Adirondack Mountains of New York. And uh, it was a good show. So I felt I felt very very good, uh, but we're in the middle. They especially are in the middle of a big rainstorm from the hurricanes that have hit the uh, east coast of the United States. But I'm back, safe and sound, and happy to be here with you on our 52nd uh, episode of Conversations. <laughs> Fantastic! Uh, it's been a lot, huh, Tom? Oh my goodness, I, I'm looking forward to reviewing and remembering and connecting with all of the amazing people that uh, mainly you contacted around the world who are doing uh, social magic and social clowning and uh, all kinds of wonderful things. So I'm happy, happy, happy to be here. Yes, I think. Um... Uh, what I want to do is try and, and, and take us back, you know, a year and uh, asking you, Tom, like, what were your expectations a year ago? Like, what, what do you think would, was going to happen or, you know, like, not looking back, but like in a year, a year ago, what were you, you know, expecting? from this crazy adventure of, hey, let's meet every Wednesday and talk online on the computer. Well, it was, it, it's been, as, as we all know, just a very, very strange and challenging year to begin with, you know, with this COVID uh, pandemic. Um, but I, I, um, I think some of the best things in my life have been when I met regularly, I had a good friend who was also a psychologist. And we met 
every more every Wednesday morning for two hours in the same restaurant, same table, same waitress for eight years. And we talked about our work, our life, what whatever. And this is it's it's wonderful to have to show up like every this happens to be Wednesday uh also. But I used to have to, you know, meet him. And we probably missed maybe out of 52 weeks of those eight years, we probably met 45 weeks Mm -hmm. out of the year. And uh, this has been uh, one of the memorable kind of regular meetings because we got to talk about something that's, obviously very dear uh, to our hearts, yours and mine, Magicians Without Borders, and also people around the world who are doing similar kinds of what we've come to call social magic, you know? So I think that regularity brings, you know, know, expectation. It it also... It's, it's kind of a deadline that you need to you know, hit and you need to work towards and you need to prepare and and, and all of that you know it, it makes it happen you know it's it's a reminder that hey you need to do this right oh my and goodness yeah 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 that's, that's good because you know it it, it it allowed me to meet as you said people from around the world who do uh, social magic that we've never heard uh, from before or that we discovered along the way yeah something new from before we started this uh, but there's some others we met and i think that that's something that surprised me when we started like my expectation was like okay we'll talk with tom right uh, about different subjects we'll talk with our lo- uh, head local magicians from the education chapters around the world and that's about it right we'll bring on one of our kids every once in a while and that was exactly yeah that's you know? right, and I said, "Oh, that's gonna be tough to, to you know, to feel a year worth of content uh, with that." And then, you know, I started. We started researching, but also people started contacting us, and that was wonderful. Like, hey, look, I do something similar. Uh, can I talk to you guys? Or you know, and we got some messages either through Facebook or Instagram that that were about you know wanting to connect because we had something important in, in, in something similar and our purpose was very very similar as well and that's i think that was my biggest surprise or my, my biggest um yeah i don't know how to say yeah my biggest aha moment is like hey we're not alone in this right there are more people that do this than i thought uh, that, that i knew and i thought i knew them all you know uh, yeah. Because, you know, we've been in this for for a while now, and I had done some research about this. But there's there's a lot of people who do it in a smaller scale, but there's also different organizations that do it in a bigger scale, like us, but with a different focus, but with a similar purpose. And that's yeah. I don't know. It's been wonderful to discover that. Yeah, I I, I think that's been a big. Uh realization and a kind of uh, a sense whether we're physically or virtually or social 
uh, media in contact with each other. I think there's some kind of connection between all of these wonderful organizations and individuals, um, whether it's the jungle doctor or the humanitarian clown in in uh, Australia or uh, Magic Aid who works with doctors or so many, so many people are, are uh, using this incredible gift of magic to make the world um, a better um, place, you know? And, and it's wonderful that you reached out to them, that they reached out to you as the coordinator of, of this weekly uh, podcast um, broadcast. Um, it's been wonderful. Yeah. And I look forward to reviewing and remembering some of those. Yeah, we, we, we sure will. So in order to do that, I wanted to play one little clip of our first ever episode. Okay. It's, it's something that's very cool because it's what, 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 what you expected when you started Magicians Without Borders. So here it is. Okay. Would you ever have thought that Magicians Without Borders would be where it's at right now, meaning like the, the reach that he, ha that he has had? No, well, after I um, came back from that meeting that I was going to in Poland, um, I went back to the university where I was teaching psychology and I couldn't get the experiences that I had doing those 15 shows and all the amazing things that happened in those refugee camps, like the two things I just told you about Fatima and those Roma men. I just kept thinking and thinking and thinking about what had happened to me. So about three months went by mm -hmm. and I went to the head of the psychology department and I asked him, I said, I'd like to take one year of absence from my job, from teaching, and start this organization. I'm thinking of calling it Magicians Without Borders, after, of course, the great Nobel Prize winning organization, Doctors Without Borders. So I was planning on doing this for one year. And it's gone on now for almost 20 years. So it doesn't look like it's ever going to stop. So no, I never imagined it was going to grow and uh, go the way it has. And I'm so happy it has. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a wonderful thing to, to, to think about it that way, right? Like, yeah. uh, you know, when we started this, uh, I mean, I can do the relation with this podcast. Like, we didn't know it was going to survive a year, <laughs> and now right, we're here. right. We're here. But here. I'm, I'm really, um, I don't know quite what to say. What, what just popped into my mind is, in um, a week or so, we're going to be with a group of people at Goldsmith University in London. 
And this psychology department at Goldsmith um, uh, is interested in um, well-being that comes from um, what I like to say, learning, practicing, and performing magic. And we're, they contacted us. I'm still amazed that um, Magicians Without Borders is going to participate in some seminar uh, workshop in London, you know. But the work we've we've done this for 20 years, and we know some things, uh, but it seems like it's gone by so quickly. Um, and I'm, I'm really thrilled. And um, you're doing so much of the work these days, um, especially in our Latin American uh, programs. Um, but I never imagined it was going to grow into this organization that it and it feels like it really grew i didn't think i want to do this 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 it just kept growing and growing and growing and ryan came to columbia and started a program there and met you and that was this great burst I mean, you're not just one plant, you're an entire garden, a farm. And um, so it's growing. And I can you imagine like this moment might be like the moment 20 years ago. What's it going to be like 20 years from now? Um, I don't know. I hope I'm still here to see it. Oh, me too, me too. This is the, 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 the event that Thomas was talking about. It's called Bridging the Impossible. It's an online symposium about the science of magic, well-being, and happiness. And it's going to be it, it taking place uh, uh, virtually, of course. Uh, anyone or everyone can can access it. And I just put the link in the chat and in the show notes. And uh, it's wonderful because there are going to be scientists, researchers, healthcare practitioners, magic charities and organizations that where we come in other magicians and uh, these are the speakers there's there's a great uh, people in magic like richard weissman he's a great uh, professor of psychology and a magician uh, this is harrison prabder from magic aid steven he's the one that's putting everything uh, together and uh, looking at this a uh, panel of speakers we've spoken to a lot of them on our podcast there's, there's you, Tom. We talked with Jamie Belfort Paul, uh, and we talked with uh, with Harrison. And it, it's going to be very cool because there's going to be you know panels, there's going to be discussions, but there's also going to be um, a magic show. There's also going to be magic activities done by this wonderful organization called Abra Academy, who do who's very interested in magic and the relationship with teams and how it can enhance learning and so it's going to be it, it's a great great uh, symposium and we're very glad that we're that we're there and well we should be there uh, so i'm very glad that 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 that's uh, happening and and you're going to be there you know sharing stuff with um sharing stuff with uh, the with the people there about your work that you've started you know, and then you, the, some stories 
Uh, and I wanted to recall a story from uh, one of the from the second episode that we were that we were uh, that we did live, and it's the story about how you can you know magic can be a unifier. Okay, so here's the here's that story from our second episode. Don't. And that night, and it was a it was really a good show. It, it went mm -hmm. really well. And so we're sitting in the UN compound inside the refugee camp, and we're eating. And I'm there with one of the elders from the refugee population who was sort of working for the United Nations, and and he was at that show, mm -hmm. and he said he said you know. It was amazing, that show. And I thought he was referring to the magic, you know, like, whoa, great magic. Mm -hmm. He said, he mm. said, you know, we laugh. We laugh together in our tukels, in our huts. They're called mm -hmm. tukels. He said, we laugh with our family and friends in small groups. He said, but I've been in this camp now for 17 uh, for 20 years, he said, for 20 years. And he said, today was the first time we laughed together as a community. <laughs> he said there were a couple thousand people and from different tribes, different parts of Sudan. They were all different, but they were all laughing together. Wow. Pretty interesting. Huh? Uh, that, yeah, that that um, it seems so simple, you know. Um, so what's the big deal? You know, you know they're all laughing together, but it was a big deal. You know, I mean, these tribes, and what's difficult sometimes about refugee camps. Is people from different tribes. Some are farmers and some are pastoralists. It's just like the West in the United States between the farmers and the sheep keeper and the uh, cattle people. There was this incredible um, conflict and tension between them. They're all in the same refugee camp now. And there they were, all at one magic show, maybe 1,500, 2,000 people, and they're all laughing together. Dinka, um, uh, Nours, all kinds of tribes of people who back in Sudan were enemies, but magic, they all laugh. It, it really, really amazed me because I didn't know what was happening? I was just doing my magic. There was the audience, but I didn't realize this was an amazing thing. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's so you know, it's so amazing how something mundane for for us that we do it regularly can have you know a great impact. That's you know unrelated to what we wanted to do, but then we find the power in it. I think that's 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 something that's always it's a con continuous amazement for me yeah. in, this, in this line of work and 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 i want to tie that with a, a little clip from our 13th episode that we did that was called um, 
the pillars on which Magicians Without Borders stands, and then that you did with Janet, uh, your wife and uh, co-founder of Magicians Without Borders. And that's something that I learned, or that I not learned, that I knew maybe the impact or the or the, or, or, or or I imagine how it could be performing with your wife doing this kind of work. But it's very different from seeing you guys doing it and and, and you know doing the work with you, but also hearing you talk about that. I think that's something that I learned that I that, that, that's pretty it was pretty beautiful. You did two episodes on that, this one that we're gonna show and then another one. Uh, but it's very cool to hear you guys talk about the work that you do together. So this is uh, a, a little short clip of you both talking about, you know, that, exactly that. Yeah. So, uh, here it is. So I just wanted to ask you uh, that. The, the, what does it mean to both of you to be able to share this work that you do, not just the traveling with, but the, 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 the purpose of the, of the work that we do? So. If, if you can answer first, Janet, and then Tom. Oh, I think um, working together enhances um, what we do individually. And uh, we're of a shared, I guess, ideology and a shared passion for doing this work, and which has only grown over the years because um, we realize that even though it it doesn't look like much to some people, but the silly things that we do bring a lot of laughter. So it, it, and an enjoyment and I don't know what else, but I think I suspect that maybe there's some healing and some, I don't know, what would you say, Tom, and hopefulness that comes uh, with our, our little performances. I Great. I mean, it ties up perfectly with what you just said, Tom, huh? and then the story about that unifier of magic and that we don't expect it to be more than it is. Yeah. I, I love uh, how humble uh, Janet is in that and talking about our little performances. And in many ways, they are. I mean, we just do what we do, you know, and it doesn't feel uh, that extraordinary or unique or special or whatever. But maybe it is, you know. Maybe it, maybe, maybe it really is, you know. Um, and it's gone on now, you know, for these twenty years and. Uh, over a million refugee kids have laughed and had a wonderful time with Lafleur and and myself, and it, it's been a an amazing, as the Grateful Dead say, a long, strange trip. It's been wow. oh yes, it's <laughs> a strange trip, and, and and along the, the that trip, you know, we've met wonderful people that have worked with us and we have had here in the show. Like, uh, you know, Felipe Costa, who we call El Pollo, here, wonderful kids magicians from here from Colombia. Jack Lesur, our head local magician in South Africa and in Cape Town. Michael Six Muldoon, Devonte Rosero, uh, Mario Sierra. We've talked to Aiden and Alex from Yale, from the Yale Magic Society. We've talked to a Las Vegas performer, Jen Kramer, 
who's a, a, a great advocate for our cause. We talked with Kyle and Ryan, to volunteers that through a, a, a Fulbright scholarship went to South America from the States, Kyle to Brazil, Ryan to Colombia. And, you know, we've, we've talked with great organizations like Magic Aid, like Magic Brothers World, like Million Miles, Million Smiles. We've talked to Magic Force Smiles. And, you know, it's been, it's been great hearing, hearing all that. And, and all of us, you know, uh, especially us, had to walk uh, this uncertain uh, road of, of social work and added that pandemic and that and add to that the pandemic that much uncertainty was you know very very hard to navigate and uh, we had a, a, an episode about that we had an episode about uh, the future of uncertainty uh, or what's the future of uncertainty and uh, i want to show a clip of that episode it's episode number 35 where you where you talk about uh, you know uncertainty and improvisation, and I think it's a great a great clip. So so here it is. It just felt like a live art, an in person art, and the the part of magic of being a magician and a performing magician that I really love is being there with a group of people and. <laughs> trying to figure out who they are and how I can connect with them and then connecting hopefully and playing, you know, like your t-shirt improv is a lot of playful. Exactly. The word improv and playful to me are very much connected. You know, that improv, you have to play. Uh, because you just don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what the other person's going to do. And you don't know what the other person's going to do or what's going to happen in the planet. <laughs> so you have to be open to being playful. Like you, like what you what you did yesterday, right? Can you share with us that? Like you had to improvise uh, being in a hotel during a Hurricanish. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, actually, I was thinking uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say something about that. But this morning, um, uh, uh, every Tuesday night during the summer, I perform at this hotel. It's not really a hotel. It's a resort on a beautiful, beautiful lake in the Adirondack Mountains. And there are small cabins. There's no electricity in the cabins. And we have gotten the tail end of these hurricanes that have hit the east coast of the United States in the last few days, and they were coming up through New York. And it rained and rained and rained and rained. And I got up early this morning, as I usually do, and I got out of my cabin and I was walking to the main lodge, probably to make the first pot of coffee. And I ran into this psychiatrist who was on the teeming down rain. He had an umbrella. I had an umbrella. And we stood there for 20 minutes talking. And he just <laughs> talked about my show the night before. Oh. And he was a psychiatrist. And he was just talking about how 
the way we work with kids during a magic show and they really in many ways become the show and the magic is really the kids in many and he was talking about that and he was just complimenting me on how well i i guess i bring out the magic in the kids you know but then this morning it kept raining and raining and raining and they didn't know what they were going to do with it. There were like um, 15 kids who were between the ages of nine and 14. At, and these kids were, oh, well, it had rained all the day before. Now it was going to rain again. So I said, let's have a magic class. And that Become a Magician magic course uh, came in very handy. Um, I had those tricks and we did an hour and a half, almost two hour uh, magic class with those kids this morning. And it was just improvisation. Something needed to happen. Uh, these kids were like, what are we going to do today? It's teeming down rain. It's, I mean, it was really, really, really raining. I'm not just wet, but pouring. So we went inside and and the people who ran the who run it, Bruce and Holly, they were they were really happy that um, we were able to improvise, you know. And I think a lot of life is improvisation. There's a a book, I think it's called Life is plan B, you know, like we have plan A, that's what we're going to do. But then it starts, a hurricane comes and you got to turn to what's plan B going to be. Well, this morning it was a two hour magic class, you know, with these kids. And I think that's just part of the spirit of Magicians Without Borders, you know. You see a need, you try to respond to it in some magical, playful way. Yes, and I think if you if you keep an open mind through life, that 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 Plan B is going to be more a, a more easy to navigate than if you resist. You know. Yeah, you don't just say, "Oh, damn, it's raining. I hate it." I, you just say. What can I do you now? And then you start becoming imaginative and creative and playful. It's playing, you know. It's not. I'm going to do this. I'm going to. You say, what can I do? More playful. Completely, I agree, Tom. And uh, you know, through this, uh, uh, continuing our, you know, uh, summary or recapping of what we did. We did a couple of episodes on stuff, magic that we've seen that, you know, left the mark, right? One was this wonderful short film called To Gerard, which, you know, it was wonderful. And we did a couple of episodes on it, talking about mentoring and talking about, you know, what's it like to be a mentor, what's it like to have a, to have a mentor, and that role that we play in magic, but also in Magicians Without Borders. And then we talked about in Derek de Galvio's show, 
uh, in and of itself. I think it's one of the best shows that there that I've seen that has magic in it. Again, I cannot call it a magic show, but I think it's a theater a show that has magic in it. Uh, but it's, I think it's the performance of it was mind blowing. It's just spectacular. I, I, uh, I eager, uh, I eagerly um, tell people to go and see it. It's live. You can see it on Hulu. And a, a friend of ours, actually Felipe Costa Pollo, one of the great, uh, greatest uh, magicians for kids that I know. A, a, went to see him live. So here's a, a little a little clip about Pojo talking about Derek Delgado's show. Here it is. They have been doing a lot of things together and a lot of success. And I think what, what he managed to do really well was also how to be honest with his magic. You know, with his magic. Like when, when he does the, the, the boat, floating inside the bottle or disappearing the brick or all the cards. He talks about magic, you know? And and this is something we're not allowed to do. Mm. Uh-huh. See, that's, that's pretty interesting, you know? Yeah. I mean, uh, that, that show is just, it twists twists your mind about what a performance, a magic performance can be, or where a performance period can be. I don't know, it's very, it was very, or it is very inspiring to me as a performer. That's, that's and, such a, uh, go ahead, I'm sorry, Carlos, did you want to say more? No, that's it. Oh. I, that word that Polio used, um, to be honest, with our magic what what um what does that really mean you know um um i remember i remember someone um talking about uh david blaine and mm -hmm. that something david blaine that they were talking how afraid of magic many magicians are Mm -hmm. And and it's interesting, and it's kind of the emotional response that people might have to magic, or that you might build in to your magic routine. David Blaine would do something, and people would have like they they choose a card and sign it, and uh then they put it back in the deck and he'd hand the deck to the person and the person would look through and their card wasn't in there and they would turn around. He would point, they turn around and there was the card inside the window of the store they were standing in front of. Now he would just stand there. The people would look at it. They'd rub it. It was, inside it would have been amazing enough if it had just been on the outside of the window yeah. and it was on the inside of the window and but the amazing thing was david Day blaine didn't say anything he just stood there yeah quiet and let them feel the astonishment as paul harris would say 
or the amazement of that moment. He didn't like, boop, oh yeah, isn't that funny, whatever, and get rid of it. But so last night, there were a lot of little kids in the audience and I was playing with them and all of that. But then there's this trick that I do that has a kind of an emotional, a, a strong emotional component to it in honor of the great Marie Curie. And someone picks a card. I talk about Madame Curie and I invite a young woman up, usually 14, 15 years old. And she picks a card and I have this little miniature x-ray machine and I show that there's a, a blank piece of x-ray film in it. And I put it in, I close it up and she picks a card and puts it face down on her hand, puts her hand on top of it. And I set the x-ray machine on top of her hand, you know, and then I expose with a light, the x-ray machine, and I open the x-ray machine, I take out the piece of film, and now there's a picture of her two hands and the playing card inside, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's a kind of a cool magic trick, you know? And I could stop there, but I've made up these envelopes with Madame Curie's, as a young woman in her laboratory, a picture of her on these envelopes. And I take the x-ray and I put it in the envelope and I close it. And there's also a beautiful picture of Madame Curie on the envelope. And I give it to her. And I say, this is just to for you to remember. Not this magic show. Not this magic trick. You can forget that. But never forget what a wonderful, bright, beautiful young woman you are. And your life will be an adventure and you will do great things like Madame Curie. And I give it to her. And there is a, a, a quiet and a, a, in the audience and a kind of, it's, it's, it's a little vulnerable for a magician to be that kind of emotional during a show. And I give it to her and people, you know, she goes off. But I think that's what we can do as magicians, you know. And I think I learned that from, from people like Eugene Berger and someone I hope we're going to have on conversations, whatever form this is going to take over the next year. I've learned that kind of thing from, from uh, Robert Neal, from Bob Neal, who I'm having lunch with uh, next Friday. And um, uh, so magic can be a very powerful thing. I'm sorry I went on so long, but. No, but that's, but I think it's very, very to the point. Like magic can be a lot of things, right? Magic can be a, a Different things to different people. Yeah. I mean, what Poyo was talking about, about Delgadio, you know, that's, uh, he's very vulnerable in that show. Completely, completely. And you feel that honesty, as Poyo was saying, you know, to be honest with magic, I think that's where he was going to. But, you know, magic can be, you know, uh, different things. And, and, and where, where we teach 
our kids, uh, magic over there, it's, it has a different meaning than, than in the magic castle, for example, right? Yeah. When, when you bring magic to the slums of Colombia in particular, and you perform for kids there, and then they become the performance of magic for their community, it, you know, it, it empowers them in a way that a magician in LA, for example, won't, you know, it's, it's hard for, for, for that magic to have the same effect. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's, you know, that's, that, that's, uh, that's a big part of, of what we do. And it's how I think we chose to use magic. And I think that's, that's a great way. And, and, and you know, people have done this with different arts. And speaking about that, here's Tim Webster from Australia, the founder of Humanitarian Clowns, wishing us a, 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 a congratulations for, for one year of conversations. And you know, Tim does that as well with clowning, right? You know, clowning in, in, in India with clowns from all over the world. And he brings clowning to people who, for whom it, it has a different meaning, you know? It's, maybe the only time in a week or in a month that they are, you know, smiling, right? Because of their situation. So I think magic can have, you know, a, a, a meaning that's depending on the situation. But I'm so glad that we both, Tom, uh, use magic in a way that, that, you know, generates hope, as we say. Yeah. I, I think that episode with, and I'll just talk directly to you, Tim, since you're listening, uh, was a, a really inspiring um, episode. Hearing you talk about your work, talk about your work in India, in Tamil Nadu, and uh, it's just uh, inspiring. And Something I really loved. I mean, someone who inspired me in my life. Um, and she wasn't a performer. She wasn't a clown. She was uh, it was my mother, you know. And for you to talk about your mother. And she dressed up like a, a fairy godmother. And I, I just imagined her. I didn't see any pictures of her. What a... What a joy uh, to be able to perform with her sometimes and to be inspired by her. Um, uh, that's just such a gift in your life. And you telling us about that and about your work was, was a, a great, great moment uh, in these 52 weeks. So thank you, Tim. And again, I really do hope um, we can get to Australia or maybe meet up in Tamil Nadu and do magic and clowning uh, together. So I'm so happy you're on this. I don't know what time of day it is in, <laughs> in Australia, but whatever it is, uh, we're thrilled that you're here. Thank you. Definitely, definitely. And uh, one of the latest episodes that we did, you know, was looking to towards the future. We're going to talk about uh, about that uh, uh, in a little bit. But you know, well, Tim's listening, and you know, uh, I think it uh, it's it's very inspiring uh, what you do, Tim, for us, and it's a great 
thing that that it's mutual and right? I, I really do do I, I really look forward of this taking a step forward this relationship that we sparked because of magicians without borders conversations this is a great thing that happened yeah thanks to you carlos thank you thank Very you unexpected. so we were talking about the future right and and, and what it holds and what we're going to do and we just recently begun in-person classes in the slums and uh, i played a, a couple of these clips uh, last uh, episode but i want to play them all now it's seven clips from six of our students and our head local magician here in colombia who is an alumni of our program and uh, what magic means to them and i'm going to play them all because i think it's uh, it's very inspiring to to or very comforting to see them live <laughs> and not through a screen and uh, and also show you guys the view that we have going to the slums here in Colombia. So here's the way up to the slums. Volvimos a Paraíso al Trasmicable. Como es espectacular la vista. Trasmicable en Portal Tunal hasta Paraíso. So it's a wonderful view and you, and you see the architecture start to change and you know big buildings and then smaller buildings and then houses and then smaller houses and then brick without paint and then you know shackles and you know it's 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 a it's a an eye-opening ride but then th this is what i wanted to share these are six of our students just saying a what our classes you know have meant for them and, and, and how long they've been with us and what they like about magic. Hola, mi nombre es Jason Bergen y estoy eh, lo... Okay, that was way too short. I don't know what happened there. Let me try this one. Mi nombre es Jonathan Rodriguez Rodriguez. Eh, soy del grupo Magos Sin Fronteras Bogotá, Colombia de Paraíso. Eh, lo que más me gusta de, de estar en Magos Sin Fronteras is las magias y la disciplina que se tiene en el grupo. So that's a cool thing, you know. He likes magic, of course. They're all very eh, pulled in by, you know, that curiosity of the magician of how's that done, how can I do it, you know, the secret and all that. But you know, he he then says discipline, right? You know, it's very unexpected, you know. Hey, yeah. Like that you guys discipline me you know maybe he doesn't have anybody else that you know uh, nourishes the discipline here's yeah. uh, this is Juan Esteban Hola mi nombre es Juan Esteban Miranda soy del grupo Magos Sin Fronteras Bogotá Colombia del barrio Paraíso ya llevo tres años en el programa lo que más me gusta y me encanta es que nos enseñan a ser perseverantes y a luchar por nuestros sueños oh but that's also pretty cool. Yeah, that's also pretty cool. You know, magic is cool and everything, but hey, you know, persevere, follow your dreams, and and uh, I know it's 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 very hard to 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 express how that small phrase or how important that that small phrase is because in their reality, 
you know, they're, they're not allowed to, you know, to dream, to play, to experiment, right. to fail. And, and, and so having that space and nourishing that, it's, I think it's, it's very cool. And, and, and Juan Esteban went, well, we've known him he, since he was a little guy. He, since he was as old as Sebastian, who, was, who I'm going to show now that it's not very, very a lot younger. But here's Sebastian, one of our newest students. ¿Y hace cuánto estás en Mado Sin Fronteras? Estoy ya con este, eh, este año, voy a cumplir un año con la profe Tamara. Súper, ¿y en dónde estás ahorita? Estoy en el colegio con fraternidad. ¿Y esto queda en? Mm, ¿Qué ciudad? En Paraíso. Paraíso en Bogotá. ¿Y qué es lo que más te gusta de Mado Sin Fronteras? La magia, todos los trucos y que la gente se impresione. <risa> So that's Sebastian. He joined Magicians for Abuelos last year. And, you know, that's how old Juan Esteban was when, when we met her. And, and, yeah. and, and this Sebastian talks about her, his teacher, Tamara, right? And he, they're, they're very cool. Uh, it's very cool to hear them say, no, it's, I'm here with my teacher, Tamara, you know? And, and, and this is Tamara. And this is, this is so, so cool because Tamara, you know, has been with us for a long time. And she has inspired an, a new generation of female magicians in the neighborhood. And these are two of them. This is Vanessa and Luisa. So we're going to hear Luisa first. Super bien. Lista? Uno, dos y dale. Hola, yo soy Luisa Fernanda León Vera. Soy de Colombia, de Magos Sin Fronteras de Bogotá. Y lo que más me gusta de ellos es que nos apoyan y nos reconocen. Y más que todo, como que nos enseñan ese talento. Y nos dejan una enseñanza que cada día como que nos hacen ser mejores personas y más que todo nos dan un toque a la vida que es la magia. Gracias. And it's pretty cool the way she starts, right? She starts saying that what I like the most is that they recognize us, right? And, and that's, you know, that's as we were talking in the beginning, a small gesture of just recognizing them, you know, and, 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 you know, treating them differently yeah, than their environment. And that's yeah. so, uh, so, so, so eye opening. It's this, so, it's so important. Just if I could, um, to be seen, you know, like Tamara sees her, you know, and sees her gifts and her talents. And then through learning, practicing and performing draws those out of her. And she becomes this this better person, as she said, you know. And and uh, there's something about the first guy talking about discipline, which is oh a little surprising. Um, and then the next one talking about um, following his dreams, you know. And uh, that's similar to what she said, you know. I it's just it's just. Fantastic. Um, it's fantastic. And, and, and this is because of Tamara, right? And, and the way that she connects with them, because it's the connection, as, as I've said it before, it's way better, way, in, I don't know if better is the, 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 the adjective I'm looking for, but it's more maybe meaningful. Yeah. Because she's, you know, one of them, meaning she lives in the neighborhood. She, exactly. they know where she goes to, where she went to high school. They know that she's paying her the university with men. So, so but, but, but she, 
shops are the same shops that they do, right? And yeah. the same area of the street. So, so, so that that has something that we can never have with our students, right? That that familiarity of you know, right? Our lives might be similar somehow. Seems and like a big a big sister or a, an aunt or something. To, she's really one of them, you know. Yes, exactly. And I think that's super powerful. And and here Vanessa, you know, she's gonna uh, uh, you know tell us again what's important to her about the program, and she's been with us for a long time as well. And this is what she says. And it's cool to, to, to see her you know, development, right? She, she was indeed very shy and also, a, a, yeah, shy. And, and she couldn't you know, stand up and talk loud, but also she was very unmotiv unmotivated, right? And, and, yeah. and I think that's a great point because she was like, hey, I have to do this. I have to go to school and then try to go to a higher education somewhere and then, you know, live my life with this limited means that I have, but in a not very you know, motivated way. And, and when she met Tamara, she, I remember Tamara, uh, Vanessa having that conversation with Tamara saying like, like, do you really go to university? Like, like is that a possibility? So wow. I remember that, that, that conversation of Vanessa somewhat um what's the word that you don't believe so, somewhat you know uh, incredulous incredulous so, yeah 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 so, uh, and then tamara saying yeah it's hard it's flipping hard yeah but hey you, i could do it if i could do it maybe you can let me show you the way and, and that's uh, that's wonderful to to see and to and to and to witness yeah it's like uh Raul from from El Salvador last yeah. week saying how shy he was and he couldn't talk to people. And then he said, I performed for 200 people and mm. now talking to one person is easy. <laughs> and he yeah. says, I talked to two or three people, friends and family, and it's easy now that I've stood up in front of all these people looking at me and perform magic uh it's it it's it's a big thing you know it's it's a big, it yeah magic takes a meaning of its own it takes a different meaning for each person and again in this uh, reality it takes a different meaning and uh, this is the video of tamara the the kids teacher talking about her 
eh, eh, shortly about her experience. Para Jiménez, hago parte de Magos Sin Fronteras hace aproximadamente 10 años. En este transcurso de tiempo he dado clases de magia y he tomado clases de magia. Lo que más me ha gustado de este proyecto es que todo el tiempo estoy aprendiendo de cada una de las personas que hacen parte de este círculo, de este gran equipo. Todo el tiempo estamos aprendiendo de las magias que hacen estas personas y sobre todo de la personalidad y la capacidad que tienen estas personas para asombrar y para enseñarnos. La magia nos permite llegar a los lugares menos eh, esperanzados y lo que, no, lo que no imaginamos nunca y eso yo siento que es lo más bonito. El poder del aplauso y el poder del asombro siento que es el agradecimiento que todos los magos queremos recibir en todo momento. La magia me permite llegar a donde quiero llegar. Beautiful, beautiful camera. Yeah, it allows her to get the places that she thought were impossible. You know? It's that's I think it's wonderful. I think that is amazing, fun. amazing clip. Yes. Wow. So, Tom, we're wrapping this episode up, but before we we go, uh, uh, I want to, you know, try it to tell our audience what the future holds. We don't know what Magicians Without Borders conversation is going to transform, but it's going to go through a transformation. Uh, so, uh, anything you want to talk about the future of this medium, or 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 maybe before that, let me just take take a step uh, backwards and just say. After a year of doing this, you know, 52 episodes with this one, what are your main takeaways of, of, of this year, Tom? Let's talk first about that. What are your main takeaways of what we've done? Well, you know, I think um, uh, having an opportunity to revisit and to talk with so many of those people who... Um, came on the uh, conversation, people that we've worked with, who've worked with us, who've given us their time and talent all over the world. Um, it just, uh, I'm so grateful. It makes me uh, realize that this is not something you and I have done alone, but we've had so many marvelous, marvelous people Uh, all over the world who uh, have helped us, have been part, have, who are magicians without borders. And, and then the other piece is I'm still very much with what you just played. You know, the, um, the young people, um, not just in Colombia and El Salvador and Costa Rica and Brazil and India and South Africa, who are, who are becoming better people, more mature, more confident, more connected to the world by, by learning magic. That also has been a big part of, of, of this year. And then the third thing, of course, is to have met all those amazing people like Tim, who um, is there in Australia right now, and Magic Aid, and um, all these amazing organizations, Jungle Surgeon, who we've had the honor 
of spending an hour or two with uh, during our conversations that feed us and inspire us like we've inspired them. They inspire us. We inspire each other. We're not in this alone. And we're slowly, slowly um, making the world a more just and equitable and better place, you know, through through social magic. Well, I agree, Tom. Uh, I can echo all your words and, and say that. Uh, yeah, one of the highlights was, you know, and meeting all those people and, and, and people that are doing great work all over the world and that uh, we can, you know, inspire each other and push each other and and pull each other because sometimes it's very hard to, to continue. So I think that's, that's uh, I'm very grateful for those new connections. And also for all the listeners out there, I would love to hear from you. It would mean a lot to me if you can send us a message just saying, what would you like us to talk about on this space, on Magicians Without Borders conversation? What topics would you like us to tackle? Or what were the best things that we did? What were the worst things that we did? And how, how can we improve? What would you want to hear? on this space uh, moving forward. I think that's yeah. something I would love for you to to uh, express that, that to us. It would mean a lot to me and to us uh, if you did that. And having said that, Tom, what what do you think is the future of Magicians with a Borders conversation? Now let's talk a little bit more about that. Where do you see this going? Uh, what are some of the ideas? Uh, because this is going to go through a transformation. Yeah, I mean, be, before I say that, I want I want everyone to know that um, these fifty two weeks, these fifty two hours of extraordinary conversation would not have been possible without this amazing man, Carlos Lopez. Uh, he just has such not just creativity and imagination, but he knows how to put it into concrete practice, like finding somebody and getting them to commit to being here for an hour on a particular day and figuring out all the time zones. And um, thank you. Thank you, thank you, Carlos, for all that you do. Not just conversations, but everything, but especially tonight. And thank you, Tom. And and I'll say that that Michael just said. Way to go, Carlos. Way to go. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Tom. I appreciate it a lot. So I I I don't know. I don't know. And that can be a very powerful thing, not knowing. Um, what the future of uh, conversations is going to be. Maybe we'll take a little break for a couple of weeks. I don't know. Um, and just think, I'm, I'm hoping that we might, um, one thing I'd like to do is uh, take advantage of the great man uh, in the world of magic who's known around the world um, that I'm having lunch with next Friday, uh, Bob Neal. He has been writing about magic and playfulness 
and imagination uh, for over 60 years. And he's just an extraordinary creative mind. And I would love to talk with him about what is magic? What is wonder? What is imagination? And that's one thing I would love to do and maybe have two or three conversations with him. Um, uh, He's 92 years old. Uh, He's still in really good health, but he's 92 years old. So whether he can um, do uh, three hours of conversation over a period of time, I hope. That's one of my dreams. And maybe that could be a theme. Like what is, um, I think um, what's going to save us is imagination. Because I think uh, there's this terrible thing happening in Afghanistan right now. And um, I what what infuriates me is these people have been thinking um, that it was a failure of whatever. The failure was they think war is the way to solve problems, like killing people and breaking things. Like they can't imagine some new way of, of solving our immense problems. And magic awakens the imagination that maybe the impossible is possible. So I'm really hoping that, you know, I'm a bit worked up at the moment and I'm excited (laughs) that um, I don't know what we're going to do, but I think that what we do will contribute in some small way. But but, but I want to echo what you said, because I I really believe that as well, that, that imagination can save us, right? But how do we put how how do we action the imagination right how do we create that's your job you're good at that no i'm sorry i'm sorry no you're right you're right but but i think that's that's something that that we're we're being a magician or or being also a magician because social magic is very valuable and there's lessons there that we could share that we could you know um, spread because i think that when you work in a in, in a place with limited resources, right, and uh, where you work with wonder and you work with with uh, awe and, and, and education, you know, it, it it fosters something new, right? Every yeah. time, right, and it, and it's going against the grain, right? It's going, you know, yeah. it, it, trying to do something new uh, out of nothing, right? Right. Something out of nothing, and I think that's that's uh, that's something that we're lacking right now. We're doing, we've been accustomed to doing things the the way that it, that they have been done for a while, for a long while. Uh, even if they work or not, but they 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 have been that way for so long that we just take them for what it yeah. is, right? That's yeah. the way it's done, and that's it. And, and and you can see that you know that's it's not the best way. You know, and I could point yeah. to many examples of you know really life-altering stuff, or very you know stupid bureaucratic simple things in in, in, in everyday relationships. Yeah. And I think we all need to take a hard look at ourselves and say, hey, how can we reimagine what we do? 
And we are reimagining, you know, Magicians Without Borders conversations. We are going to take a break for at least a couple of weeks. And, and, and then we're going to communicate what we're, what this space is going to turn into or how it's, or this is going to evolve. Like, I don't know. I love the way you, the, the idea of talking to people like Bob Neal. I think that's something that we, we, if we have a chance, we should take it, right? And something that's super valuable. Yeah. And maybe we can do it with other, you know, magic personalities, or maybe we can go into the realm of, you know, other social leaders, like leaders that do people that are not uh, in the mainstream, but do a great job bringing, you know, justice or making the, the world adjust uh, more just, you know. Maybe you mean not not necessarily magicians. Yeah. Or yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Lots and lots of possibilities, you know. I mean, I think I'm I'm a great believer, you know, like things just look so grim from, you know, when you look out there, you listen to the news, you know, things just with climate change and war and conflicts and it's it's just so uh, discouraging and so depressing. But I think things change. Um, and they are changing, but very organically and very slowly. I just think about the program in Colombia. The program in Colombia started because some U.S. Senator, William Fulbright, 50 years ago said, I think we should send Americans to different parts of the world because we don't learn any languages and he believed that we should learn other languages. And so he created this, this fellowship called the Fulbright Scholarship. And because he did that, Ryan Bart, 50 years later, comes to Columbia. He does that. He meets you. He, he meets Tamara. He leaves after a year. You take over. Tam it's like this pebble that's thrown into a lake mm -hmm. and it just goes and goes and goes and goes. Yeah, and perfect. each one of those is small, but it adds up to a change of consciousness gradually. And we have to still have a hope that as difficult and discouraging as the world can appear at times, you know, um, I think it's slowly by slowly um becoming a better place you know and well maybe we'll talk about that but i'm grateful to you to ryan to william fulbright to all the thousands and thousands of people who have contributed their little pebble to the great lake of of developing consciousness you know in the world Okay. Agree, Tom. I agree, Tom. I think it's a wonderful place to end this uh, first iteration of Magicians Without Borders conversation. It's been a blast. We will be uh, communicating uh, how this is going to, you know, uh, shift or uh, 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 do an evolution. Yeah. Right. Evolve. That was the word. <laughs> how is this going to evolve? And we'll see what it what what this brings. But it's been a blast, Tom. Uh, thank you for being here with me. 
Uh, every week, it's been a pleasure and an honor to have you uh, for uh, a year, uh, every Wednesday, for at least an hour for uh, with me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think we, we should leave with this. Hey, Kari, Karina. Since oh, my goodness. Your rock keeps spreading the joy and magic. And that's what we are going to be doing. We will continue. What a great time we had with you, Karina, in South Africa. Okay. Oh, yes. Keep spreading hey. joy. Good night. Good, Good night, everybody. Thank Love you so you guys. much okay. for being here with us. And we will see where we take this. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye.